In this little catch-up, we did a lot of things. Talked about the Aspen's tanker. JD gave you an update. We caught up with Smook and the Sport. And then we visited my gratitude journal. That's the first cab off the ranks. Up now on Sean for Breakfast, Triple M. Catch up. Across Esperance, Sean for Breakfast. And I just want to share with you this morning my gratitude journal few things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the Esperance coastline. It is simply spectacular and on warm days like yesterday when it reached 40 degrees in Esperance, it's nice to have a, a cool place to go for a dip. I'm grateful for podcasts. I travelled 10 hours this weekend from Albany and back, and thank goodness for those things. <laughs> Otherwise, 10 hours of music, I would have got bored. So podcast, podcast one is great. I'm also grateful for my large bottom, because although it is big and makes it difficult to fit into jeans, I sit very, very comfortably. I promise you, sitting is so much more comfortable for me than those with bony asses because I've got some cushion in my tushin. Tushy. <laughs> Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Feels good. Sean for breakfast, Esperance 747 Triple M. And it was a, oh, I want to say a mixed bag, but really it was just a sad bag of sport from the weekend. Uh, West Australian teams didn't fire. And our Aussie girls in the Fed Cup, well, they went down as well. To talk to me about it, I have Smook on the line. Mate, what happened on the weekend? It wasn't oh, good. Shawnee, Shawnee. It was oh. disappointing, wasn't it? I got up yesterday morning and I was excited. I, I was in Mandra for the weekend and I set my alarm to be on the couch to watch the party <laughs> party. Uh, and she wiped the floor with uh, the young French girl in the in the first set. And... Uh, from there, Mladenovic, is that what we're going to go Mladenovic. with? Mladenovic. Yeah. Mladenovic. Uh, it, was, it was all her from then on, and and she she came back and put Barty to bed, unfortunately. Um, and so you thought it might have been over, <laughs> but not quite. Not quite. We had a little bit of kick left in. Tomjanovic. Um, Tomjanovic. We had, we had her playing, I think it's her first Fed Cup tie, even. First singles in the Fed Cup. Yeah. And she's come out and... And got her debut win to keep the tie alive, Sean. So it was all happening. It was absolutely all happening down at the RAC Arena. Um, and unfortunately, our girls Barty and Stoza couldn't could not get it done in the uh, in the deciding doubles fixture, which was just heartbreaking. We haven't won a Fed Cup since the seventies, and we still haven't won a Fed Cup since the seventies. Yeah, and I tell you what, never have we been better positioned since then. I, I wouldn't say we've got the world number one being Ash Barty. She'd had won fifteen matches in a row, and then Mladenovic. Um, she was just she was she was really really clinical. Ash Barty made some mistakes, especially at the net, and I mean it went to a third set tiebreak that particular game. And when we lost that, it was going to be very very tough. Um, the French. Where do, where do they come from? This Mladenovic, she didn't lose a tie across the weekend. I don't even think, I think she's, she might be seated 50, 60 in the world. Where did she come from? Oh, she's, just, she's just impressive. It was that composure, like you said, and the clinical nature of her work. 
um, in that singles match against Barty. I mean, a lot of people after losing the first set in in such horrific fashion, they're just throwing the towel. And um, she was up for the fight. And like you say, she's ranked in the 40s in the world. She's not a um, she's not one of the big names per se, but she she's come out and um, and put on a show for the French crowd. And there was a pretty good French um, supporting in the arena over the weekend. It was good to hear. It certainly didn't feel like it was all one way. So congratulations to the French girls. Um, an excellent Fed Cup season, and hopefully uh, Ash Barty can lead our our, uh, our team back there next year. So what do you reckon? A few croissants and some uh, vin rouge had last night? Oh, cut the croissant, a little bit croissant. of verb. Yeah, a little bit uh, of, bit of escar- escargot. Oh, yes. The escargot would have been thrown around, I'm sure. Oh, I love that. It just... The actual snails, or do you reckon the Danish snails? Or whatever they're no, called? No, we're going, we're going with actual snails, mate. Imported from France just for the event. Oh, we're, we're, we're. Let's turn the feel good back on. Sean for breakfast. Esperance is 7.47. Uh, the Fed Cup didn't go so well. Where do we go next? Wildcats, they didn't do well. Now let's go to the Perth Glory. They had a one-all tie on the weekend. A typical stingy Tony Popovich result. Yeah, it was, and it was late on. They were 1-0 down for, for well over about an hour of the match. And uh, it was your man. Of course, Diego Castro. Yes. Uh, or, is he my man? Is he your man? I'm not too sure. He's our man. He's, He's kind our, of man. our man. I think I think the Triple M Esperance audience, they have embraced Diego Castro as their men and your economies. They, and they, certainly, they certainly have, and as well they should. And he scored in the 87th to rescue a point for the glory. Um, they gave the crack. They threw everything at him. They had a red card. They had a man sent off in the, uh, in the 88th minute, I think, um, for a second yellow card, Alex Grant. Um, but, you know, go away and... As long as you take a point from the away troops, you can't be too disappointed. Um, but they'll need to start turning these draws into victories because that's three or four already this season. Um, and it's, it's not getting away from them, the glory. It's still early doors, but uh, you want to start making sure that you're putting three points on the board in these sort of matches, against, especially against the Newcastle Jets. I was going to say, if you're going to win, I mean, the Mariners last week wasn't a great result, and then Newcastle Jets as well. These are teams that aren't the top echelon of the A-League, so you kind of want to be grabbing more than just you know a point against these guys. But as I said, we trust Tony Popovich, and it's a long season, that the A-League. It goes. I think the season goes for years, so we should be right. Well, plenty, plenty of time left to turn it around. So. <laughs> and what happened to, well, okay, the Wildcats, I mean, they looked so impressive going into halftime. I thought, yep, we're on here, uh, the defending champions. But the Sydney Kings have been touted as the best the best team in the NBL, and they proved it. They came out and absolutely annihilated the Wildcats in the end. Yeah, well, a lot of the chat this year has been about the, the new next-gen academy that they set up in the NBL, and um, LaMelo Ball's been all the chat from the Illawarra Hawks, and the one who's over in the East, over in the East he's been pretty big, but over here he sort of slept, uh, slipped under the radar a little bit, Sean, and that's uh, Didi Lozado, yeah, the Brazilian mate. playmaker, and he was absolutely hot yesterday. Electric. Um, he was hitting them from everywhere. He had the hot hand, and the Kings just rode him all the way home. Um, he was jailing them from everywhere. The Wildcats had no answers. They couldn't stop him. No. Um, and I think the, the main concern for the Wildcats was just the lack of scoring options. Mm. Bryce Cotton was really good again. He had 36 points. And Nick Kaye was solid, as he always is. But apart from that, it was sort of a rare off night for Tariko White. Um, Dario Hunt didn't, didn't score too much. Damian Martin didn't bring anything on the offensive end. It was just sort of 
Um, too much left to too few for the Wildcats yesterday, and it ended up being a bit of a blowout as well. Yeah, I feel like in the in the first half when they did get a run on the Kings, the Wildcats were able to do some steals or some turnovers and and um, capitalise at the other end. But yeah, after half time, it was just it just got away from them, and then oh. the last quarter it was just sort of going through the motions. Really, there were as you said glimpses. Bryce Cotton, what a legend! But apart from that, yeah, few and far it between. It was one way one way traffic in the second half, wasn't it? It wasn't great to watch. But we don't mind because we trust our West Australian teams, we trust the Wildcats and the Glory to bounce back, and then we'll be okay for this week coming, right? Oh, absolutely, they will be, Sean. The Glory get a week off. They'll enjoy their rest. Um, the Wildcats will bounce back this week. We know that. Yes. And we look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And we look forward to catching up with you next week to talk all about it. Thank you, Spook. Thank you, Sean. Across Esperance. Sean for breakfast. Take a jetty, take a jetty. Yes, and we're watching eagerly to see the tanker jetty deconstruction commence. We're doing it like a hawk here at Triple M, and I've sent our very sprightly reporter down there to take a look and give us an update. His name is Sean. He's quite lovely. Sean, you down there, mate? Hello, Sean. Yes, I am back this Monday morning. Back at the site where they're going to start deconstructing the Esperance Tanker Jetty. Of course, that is on Norton Road opposite the cannery. Now, it looks like they've laid down a different coloured sand. Not just that white beet sand that we're used to around here in Esperance. Mm -hmm. No, no, this is more a brownie-orangey sand. It looks compacted. So this is raring to go. There'll probably be dongers here, side offices. There'll be a car park, a lay-down area for all their equipment and stuff. Yes, yes. All those things that I mentioned before, Sean. Yes. They're not here at the moment. Okay. No, not at all. They're about to come here, though. And then we can see the deconstruction of the jetty. That's me this Monday morning. It is early, so I'm going to go home and go back to bed, Sean. (laughs) Back already? (laughs) Oh, you know me. Oh, I do. I do. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye, Sean. Oh, bye, Sean. Okay. What an excellent young man he is. Hey, we'll keep you updated. I heard that deconstruction will begin by the end of this month. That's a little whisper I've heard from around town, so... Make sure you're ready for it. We'll be there to report on it. Short for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. Bye-bye. Have a good time. Listen to Short for Breakfast wherever you are. Download the Triple M app now.